All right, welcome everybody. Another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0, of course, is brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, You're involved in any kind of an accident. You're dealing with an injury. It was not your fault. You deserve to be compensated. You let Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, put their skills to work for you. 800 800-747-3733. Our pal here is Joey Levin. It is Sunday night. We're glad to have you here with us. If you're watching on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or however it is, we feel like Sunday night's been a good night for us, uh, you know, as far as viewer-wise, live viewer-wise. So we like when you're watching live, you can ask questions, and Joey will pop that graphic up on the screen so we can answer questions. We can get your comments in and do all that kind of stuff. And if you're listening right now in the future, after the podcast has been uploaded, that's awesome too. However you're going to listen, that's great. Joey, how are you this evening? Hey, man. I'm good. I'm uh, excited. Good win for the Dolphins today. Yeah. Big uh, big weekend sports. I think we're going to talk about a little bit of that right here off the top. You got some stuff for me, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, so we're going to get into a bunch of WWE stuff, obviously. A lot of news. AEW as well. We're, we're we're in we're almost at WrestleMania season. It's a really good time of year as far as pro wrestling goes, and and we've learned there WWE is is I guess they're they're I guess kind of taking a page out of what AEW does, where day one was a pay per view a couple years ago, and now they're just having day one as a special episode of Raw. I like that. I think they should do stuff like that more often. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I mean. I don't think anyone it's not like these one offs like day one people care a ton about. Um, so make it an episode of Raw, make it free and make it a big deal. One of these shows where you can promote promote it like crazy, have big matches on it. And uh yeah, I mean we already have one huge match announced for it, right? Yeah. So that's that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So again, really glad to have you guys here with us on a Sunday. Figure it's a good time because, I mean, oh, what a shit burger this Buffalo-Dallas game is. Was hoping it was going to be fun because it's kind of important for the Dolphins. It's obviously a horrible game. So we come at you now in, in that pocket, like in between the 4 o'clock games and, and the 8 o'clock game, which is also huge for the Dolphin fan because it's Baltimore and Jacksonville. So glad to have you hanging out with us here tonight. First, I want to ask you, though, Joey, UFC 256 last night? Am I right about the no, number? No, 296. 296. Oh, wow. That was, I'm giving you like a year ago. So yeah. 296 is uh, was last night. And I just want to ask you a couple things about it because I'm, I'm not as invested in, in UFC as I used to be. I, I used to really – I used to watch probably every month, you know, and I, I don't anymore for whatever the reason is. I know there was some chaos in the crowd last night. You had a couple guys fighting, which is just that such was a bad – The chant. That was the – middleweight champion fighting the guy in the crowd that he's supposed to be fighting next. That's I mean, that's such a bad look for the sport. It's like, it, it's, it comes off so barbaric and out of control. And, so and I will tell you what, Dana White doesn't tend to do this. He took full credit responsibility. He said, what was the I do all, like, he said, I do the seating charts and they should never have been that. Like he sat them right next to each other. He said, it's his fault for sitting them next to each other. He does all the seating. He gives all the tickets or like the passes out to the uh, to the fighters and puts them where they're putting them. And he took. I mean, their- people can no. really get hurt in a situation yeah. like that. It's so bad. But I did want to ask you about a couple things. Number one, Colby Covington lost in the main event last night to Leon Edwards. Now, for folks who don't know, Joey's like way involved in mixed martial arts, so I could ask him, and like he really knows. I don't. Uh, Colby Covington, like, 
is he any good? I feel like he never wins a big fight. And then the next part that I want to ask about Colby, Colby Covington is, uh, is he really a piece of shit or is it just an act? Okay. So the backstory with the, with the act, I'll start with the act, right? So the, the backstory with the act is that years ago, I, I, I think like he's been around for a long time. He's been in the UFC for a long time. I'm going to say like around 2015, 2016, which actually is an interesting correlation there, right? He, he was going to get cut by the UFC. Like he was kind of a, he came in as this sort of bland, you know, no personality wrestler, division one, you know, all American wrestler came in winning fights. Uh, he lost a fight early in his UFC career, but he was winning fights. But I think they were getting ready to sort of cut him in the, my understanding. And the story goes that when he, when, when he found out they were going to cut him, he created this persona, which was this sort of, you know, he's, he comes from sort of this, he's from, or I believe he's from Oregon. He comes from like the, the school of the Chael Sonnen types. He, right. he's, you know, and he know, and, and he knew he had to do something. So he created this, this heel persona where he was a dick, where he was an asshole to people, where he talked shit, where he was kind of like a little, you know, borderline racist to people did this whole thing. And then Trump runs for president, Trump wins. And then he goes full. I'm going to be the MAGA character. And a lot of people, I think, that knew him, Masvid, Jorge Masvidal, who is, you know, king of Miami when it comes to MMA. Um, a lot of people that knew him have always said that it is, it's all an act. This is not who he is. But what I think is he has worked himself into a shoot. I, you know, I think to take a turn from pro wrestling, He's been doing this gimmick now for so many years that, yeah, I think he is actually a piece of shit. If you listen to the things that he said, look, I don't know Leon Ed the, the backstory behind Leon Edwards' father and what happened to him and how he was murdered and why he was murdered, but he was murdered. And to say to somebody, I'm going to drag you to the seventh layer of hell and you can say hi to your father um, to promote a fight, you're a piece of shit. I don't care who I guess, And I guess the difference between that and what Christian Cage does is – Christian's getting approval beforehand. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and Christian never said like, I'm going to drag you down to hell so you can say hi to your father. Now I wouldn't put it pretty bad him. stuff to Brian Pillman jr. Yeah. He said some bad stuff. Oh no, no. But, MJF. It was MJF that said really bad stuff to Brian Pillman jr. Yeah. Look, I, I'm yes, but yes, the, the difference is that there is real heat here. He thinks he has to build the fight. And, and to be fair, I like, think isn't that what UFC, happened at the end of Usman fight where like he was telling Usman, I'm just trying to get you money. I'm trying to sell the fight. Like, wasn't that what happened? Yeah, I mean, I think that is this is what I think the UFC was sort of banking on with this guy because they think the UFC is in an awkward spot right now. They're in a, a little bit of a strange spot. They blew up so much during the pandemic because they were the only sport. They took off to a level that hasn't been seen in MMA. And it just so happened at that time they had – multiple champions that were so marketable that were so you could put your the company on their back Francis Ngannou Israel Adesanya uh Kamar Usman they were and they had the three kings the african trio of champions they were riding that Francis leaves the UFC Kamaru gets a head kick by Leon Edwards Israel Adesanya loses gets it back then loses to Sean Strickland who got in a fight last night in the crowd they are struggling right now to build stars. The biggest star in the company doesn't fight. His name's Conor McGregor, right? So I think what 
they were hoping maybe would come out of this is Colby Covington for better or worse becomes champion and gets that crowd that is right-leaning MAGA listens to his bullshit. What happened was he got punched in the face on the street by Jorge Masvidal, had a bunch of legal trouble, didn't fight for a year and a half, clearly looked like it last night. And even Dana White, if you listen to him in the press conference after the fact, was like, he just, he looked old, he looked rusty. And when you're 35 years old, you can't take a year and a half off in this sport. I don't know what we get where we go with this guy anymore. I've never heard Dana talk about Colby like that because I think they were hoping that Dana would be, or that Dana was hoping that Colby Covington could be one of his cash cows. It just doesn't look like it anymore. And 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 I think even the people who support him, if you heard last night when he came out, he comes out to Kurt Angle's music. They all chant, you suck, but they get it. They know the gimmick. Daps they up, were, the, uh, you know, President Trump right before the fight. They they were cheering for him and booing for Leon. When they went to him after the fight, they were booing him out of the building. Yeah, because it's like eventually you got to win a fight, you know? Like, right. And the yeah. people, he, he was like, the real the real heroes are the first responders. Thank you, President Trump. And everyone's booing the shit out of him. And then he finally goes, you know what? You're all poor anyways, or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's like... He, they all hate every, he's getting it from both sides right now. His, oh man. And, and, but to be fair to your first question, yes, he was, he was a great fighter and he still might be a great fighter. Leon Edwards beat in some people's mind twice, the greatest welterweight in the history of the sport. Leon Edwards is the champion. Leon Edwards is what he is for a reason. Colby Covington deserved at a time to be in title fights. There was a time where the consensus was that if Kamar Usman wasn't the champion for so long, Colby Covington would have ran the division. It's probably not that case anymore. The problem is, to your point, every time he's gotten into a big fight, he gets his ass kicked. And he doesn't have many huge wins on his resume. I think he only has, in his last, like, five wins, only one guy is even on the roster anymore. And it's Rafael Dos Andros, who's, like, 40 years old. So he's, yeah, he's, I think last night was a big, big hit to that guy. Well, it's a good opportunity to tell everybody, you know, all the major sports are in action including UFC, college football playoffs are getting going. Bet online, your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. That includes pro football, NBA, NHL. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Before we get to all the fun pro wrestling stuff, I also want to ask you about Patty Pimblett. Uh, Patty Patty Pimblett's fun, obviously. He's got the whole bar stool behind him as well. Is he? Well, for you know real? what's interesting about that though is I don't know how behind them about how, how behind him they are. I mean, I don't even know if they re-upped him after his last fight. Oh, um, is that right? He might still be bar stool. I I I'm, I consume a lot of bar stool stuff. I haven't seen them talking about him as much. I haven't seen him around as much. They might still support him. But he has lost a lot of traction in that world, I think. Is he for real? Uh, you know, I mean, he won by decision. Tony Ferguson's pretty washed at this point. Is he for real? I think he got to the UFC too late. Uh, he's exciting. If you go back, I'd suggest if you're an MMA fan or if you're just a fan of cool entrances, go back to when he was in Cage Warriors in the UK and watch his entrance. It was electric. What does he do? Oh, just the well, crowd just, and everything? The song that he has is awesome. It's like it's like this house music, bump, 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 and then it builds up, 
And then it's the, you know, the song, where's your head at? You know that? And the whole crowd starts singing with him. And he's jumping up and down. He's got the floppy hair and the, the lights are flashing. They don't do as much of that shit in the UFC. And even when they do, you can't really hear it because the announcers are talking and Rogan's getting his points in and whatever. So it hasn't been as good. I was excited about that when he came over. Um, he's not a champion. No, I don't think. Um, he should. You should uh, finish Tony Ferguson at this point in your career if you're a rising yeah. star. Uh, yeah. He he lost his last fight. They He got the decision, but he lost his last fight to Jared Gordon. And this is where a lot of his traction fell off. He went to a decision with a guy named Jared Gordon, who's a journeyman. He should have lost the fight. He won the fight by decision on points, got on the mic and said, fight of the night, give me 50 Gs. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? And then he didn't <laughs> He didn't come off of it. He kept on saying it was fight of the night. He kept on saying he won. I think he lost a lot of fans there. He's only 28, so he could build back up. He has a good record. The UFC would like to see him be a star, but he's got to finish people like Tony Ferguson if he's going to be right. a star. All right, so yeah, I wanted to get a little bit of that from you because uh, I was watching you know, online on the periphery Last night while I was watching the Florida Panthers beat the Oilers 5-1 last night. All right, let's get to the well, main attraction. Well, well, by the way, before before we move on, UFC Miami, 299, UFC 299 is going to be in Miami. And Did we know that? Like We, we, we knew that, that right? but now the, now the fights are starting to come out, and it's going to be stacked. But just the prices gonna, are crazy. I, I, I know. I'm not going to go, but you know I'm talking about them trying to build stars. Sean O'Malley is going to headline that card. Sean O'Malley oh, okay. Versus, He's fun. Sean O'Malley versus my favorite MMA fighter of all time, Cheeto Vera who is the only person who has actually beaten Sean O'Malley. Is Masvidal still under contract? No, he's out. He's oh, doing his okay. own thing. He's doing his own yeah. thing. He's got his own promotion. He might fight some other stuff. But I'm just needs... trying to think of, like, what Miami guy can they get on the card? You know? um, there'll be some guys who train locally. Gilbert Burns is supposed to be on the card. Vicente Luque was supposed to be on it, but I don't think he's going to be on it anymore. Well, I mean, I so many there's... of them train here. I'm just talking about a guy who is Miami. Yeah, I don't think there is really another, like, Miami. Yeah. I mean, th who's more Miami than Masvidal? Like, there's very yeah. few in sports, right? Yeah. Uh, so, no, he won't. But I guess anything's possible, but I don't think he's going to be around. All right, let's get to it, man. So uh, this Monday Night Raw, we got a few things here to get to. And, and by the way, if you're listening on podcast form, uh, you guys know I love CCW Coastal Championship Wrestling. They run their shows. Uh, they're all over the place. Pompano, Kissimmee, Nashville. And I like going to the shows in Hialeah at Unbranded Brewery, and which is a great spot. And uh, the promoter, uh, Nelio Comocosta is going to be on this episode. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, then coming up in this episode, we're going to have Nelio Comocosta on with us as CCW and the NWA are doing a show together January 13th, Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale. So we talked to Nelio a bit about that, do a little bit of a local professional wrestling scene with him as CCW is on fire, man. So if you're into that scene, if you're into local pro wrestling, you're going to want to hear from Nelio. Uh, he's terrific and a lot of fun. So we'll get to that. If you're listening on the podcast, that is going to be coming up. All right. So Monday Night Raw, man. CM Punk, he signs with Raw. He's he's officially part of the roster. And then right at the end when he's, you know, doing the pose and the whole deal, Seth Rollins comes out, man, and does the whole shtick. This is not your home. Don't ever call this your home. I love that they're mixing in, obviously, the reality uh, and putting it on television. I think that's the way to go. I, I will tell you, though, I am interested. Everyone loves Seth Rollins. They all sing his song in that whole deal. Uh, when they eventually fight, and, it, and it's not going to be Royal Rumble. 
because CM Punk has entered himself in the Royal Rumble, all right? I was hoping that, because <coughs> I'm going to the show, I was hoping we were going to get Punk versus Rollins for the world title. That's not going to be the case. Punk is in the Royal Rumble, but I am wondering when they do eventually fight, I mean, the crowd's going to be heavily on CM Punk's side, right? Where's Mania this year? It's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess so, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, everyone, like to your point, everyone loves Seth. So, I, you know, there's so much. I, it's interesting to see how they build it. I think it could be like a split crowd. I, or it could just be every, everybody likes both. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think, yes, I think in general, the WWE crowd still really likes CM Punk. But I do think that a lot of people, uh, he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in, in certain markets and certain places. Hardcore Philly's got hardcore fans. Tell you what, though, man, he's coming know. off. He's coming off so well right now. Like all the behind the scenes stuff, all the pictures are coming out with him and posing with everyone and, and him with every hot NXT. chicken. NXT. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. And touring NXT and like that. He wants to be a part of, you know, he wants to, to help coach and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Shawn Michaels is very into CM Punk. He said a few months ago, he should bring him aboard. You know, uh, he's coming off very, very well right now. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't get away with what you can get away with in WWE. I think there's also a respect factor too. I think Punk knows you can't get away with that kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. Professional setting, you know? And this is like his last chance. Yeah. I I just, if, if he wants to work for one of the two biggest companies on the planet, and really, we can talk about, we're going to have to talk about AEW, but one of the two biggest companies on the planet, and not just work indies or work for TNA, no offense to them, or go to New Japan, he has to cooperate, he has to play play ball, or just not wrestle anymore. So that's part of it, too. Is he's just got to understand, like, yeah, th- he's going to play. I also, th- I also think, to your point, from a couple weeks ago when he debuted, like, I think there's a good chance that he's doing the whole nice guy I'm home thing just to crush I think eventually and become yep. the heel. I think so, so too. I think the only way that they're going to be able to make him a heel, he's got to do something really shitty and building up this goodwill and then doing something shitty, I, I think is the way to do it because yeah, everyone loves him right now. But my next question though is, all right, so he's in the Royal Rumble. I don't think Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble. I don't think he's winning it two years in a row. I think Cody Rhodes is going to wind up winning Elimination Chamber, and that's going to be his route to get to Roman Reigns. So, meaning the whoever wins the Royal Rumble is going to challenge Seth Rollins for the world title, and so Elimination Chamber will be for Roman Reigns' title. I think that's where Cody gets his shot. But are we then saying that Punk's going to come in here and win the Royal Rumble? Because that's what yeah, it's kind of were- feeling like right now. Yeah, and while you were saying that, it made me a little like disappointed for Royal Rumble, because, like, if you if you already assume that Cody's gonna fight Roman at Mania and Punk is gonna fight Rollins, one of them is winning Royal Rumble, and that's mm-hmm. not that exciting to know ahead of time. Like to go yeah, into it. Well, that, that's essentially what I'm asking. Like, one of them has to be winning Royal Rumble, and right, I don't exactly. think it's Cody. I don't believe it's Cody. Well, I think the way they're positioning Punk now with him entering the Royal Rumble already and saying that he's going after Rollins, although I guess Cody already entered. Cody already Rumble. entered it too. Right. Yeah. They're the first two, right? Are they one and two? What what if they're one and two? 
What if they're also one and two in the Rumble? That'd be pretty cool. Gosh, where would you slot CM Punk if you had your choice? Where would you slot him in the Rumble? Is that going to be his first in-ring action? No, right? No, he's fighting, him in the ring. he's fighting Dirty Dom. Next week? Or tomorrow? Soon, soon. I don't know when it is. Maybe day one. Uh, maybe day one, but he's yeah. been talking about it. He actually is still doing commentary for uh, CFCC or CFFC or whatever. It's an MMA promotion in Philly. And I think he even talked about it on the show. It's like I've been Good. been waiting to get my hands on that kid since he was eight years old. Where where would you slot CM Punk in the Rumble? I mean, based on the fact that I I just don't know how how much he how like how how long how much he can go. Thirty. See, I, uh, no, late? oh my god, twenty seven. Yeah, see, I think the exact opposite. I think I don't think the crowd will react well if he's gifted a late number and wins the Royal Rumble. I think he's got to get an early number. I think Why he's got to get an the, early number and, and get the crowd behind him. The crowd reacted pretty well to Cody. Uh, yeah, was that's early true. and he was gifted the Rumble. Yeah. So but it's been done, so maybe that's part of it, right? That two years they in a row it. we're going to do that? Yeah. You know? The thing that's disappointing to me about all this is that I really want Gunther to win the Royal Rumble after last year. I don't year. see it. And it yeah, just, it. It, this can't be the year. If, if I was feeling it too a couple months ago. I was feeling Gunther as the Royal Rumble winner. I don't feel it now. Yeah, just if if what we're saying is the case and these two guys are fighting each other at Mania, or these guys are fighting who we're saying they're fighting at Mania, one of them has to win Rumble. Yeah, even if the other, other way around it. Yeah, even if the other doesn't win Chamber and they just give it to Cody somehow for whatever reason. Or what about this? Or or if Cody's not fighting Roman. All right, I got that, the that's answer. the way it opens it up. I got the answer. I got the answer. Uh they eliminate each other at the same time, feet hit the floor at the same time. So co-champions. Crazy. I know it's co-champions so of the co-Royal Rumble winners, and they each get to choose which path they want to go. It's so risky though. It's so risky. It be, that'd be a cool ending though. Of course it'd be cool. And it's amazing that they've actually pulled that off a couple of times previously. But it's so risky. Like, what if you actually clearly see one of their feet touch the ground before the other? It's so hard to, Just don't to get, get the it camera done angle. right. Make sure, you, make sure you cut the camera at the right time. I mean... Ah, everyone's got cell phones. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to put the video... So the last time that happened, and it was by accident, right, was Batista and John Cena when Vince then tore right. both of his quads. And that was not on purpose. But they both touched the floor at the same time. And then, of course, before that, when it was actually planned, was Lex Luger and Bret Hart. And right. and man, like, amazing job. It really looked like they both touched the ground at the same time. It's risky. Or, but but I, think the, I think the way around CM Punk obviously winning the Rumble is if Cody's not fighting Roman. And if Cody's not fighting Roman, Punk does not have to win the Royal Rumble. Because I don't believe that, that Cody's winning the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I um, think that's the only way. So who would fight Roman? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, there, there's probably a part of them that hopes it's The Rock still, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would be <laughs> that'd be something. That yeah. would be something. I mean, I guess yeah. it's, I guess anything's possible, but the, you know, the strike's over, so he's got to act. But since we're not, I, I mean, like we're not going to get. Obviously, we're not getting Punk Rollins at Royal Rumble. I thought we would. Is there a scenario where we're getting Punk versus Rollins at like at Elimination Chamber and not WrestleMania? I don't know. It it, it feels so much like if you're going to bring Punk back, 
It feels gotta like it's got a main event night one WrestleMania, right? It's it's got to be at Mania, whether it opens a night or closes a night. It's got to oh, be. I think at it Mania. would close. I think it would close night one. Maybe. He's a he's Maybe a major opens. attraction, Punk. It's a yeah. major attraction. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it makes sense, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it. Uh, and if Rollins look, Rollins clearly doesn't like Punk, and I'm talking for real. And if Rollins is going to potentially give up the belt to Punk. The way that you soften that blow, you just made events at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I like this. Big Nick said uh, the Rumble would be the perfect time to bring up Dragunov and eliminate Gunther to start a real threat. That would point. be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. that would be cool. That would be. If cool. you're going to eliminate him, eliminate him that way. That'd be a fun way to do it because yeah, he, he be should cool. win it. But that would that would make sense. He sees the ghost of Dragunov showing up. Yeah, fun. that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I love when you guys send questions, comments, stuff like that. Please do. Uh, let's keep it moving here, man. So what do you think was the reasoning behind Roman Reigns naming Solo Sokoa as the successor as Tribal Chief? And is is it possible that WrestleMania 40, like, Roman, like, is it possible when Roman drops the belt and maybe it's WrestleMania 40 that that's also the end for him? Like, actually no, well, the end. No. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's po- when he when he drops the belt. Yes. Um, if it's at WrestleMania 40, yeah, I guess so. Um, it makes me sad. I have so I have no idea why suddenly Solo is the, the guy. I, I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I don't get it. I, I genuinely I, I'm not really sure where they're going with this. It makes me think. Roman's holding on this belt for a long time. I, it just makes me feel like he's not going anywhere for a long time if they're like starting this whole angle of Solo is the next tribal chief, this and that. It also makes me think Jey Uso is going to take the title off of Roman, not Cody. God, I, I see, that's that's what I'm still holding on hope to, man. Isn't that the best end game there? I know everybody wants Cody. It isn't isn't the end? Isn't the best result that it's Jay? Right, and the thing is, is everybody wants it to be Cody. Because they want him to finish the story. But Roman's not the story. The belt is. Yeah. Like, the belt is the story. So yeah. Cody doesn't have to finish the story by beating Roman for the belt. He just has to finish the story before he retires. Right? That's all that, that's all that really has to happen. Um, Can I so, tell you yeah, what I think I mean, winds up happening with Solo? And, like, maybe I don't. it doesn't have to be Roman retiring. But maybe when Roman loses, he goes away for a while. Maybe he goes away for a year. So then Solo, he's he's been given the the name tribal chief i what if we had like i think we could have like a black panther scenario where jay comes back and he's like fucking challenge i'm tribal yeah. chief and then you get then you get solo versus jay and it's a feud and for who is the tribal chief i i could see a scenario playing out like that that'd be fun can i, I just say fun. like i know that jay is the star of the brothers of the two brothers right but Jimmy is such a good actor. I mean, Jimmy's great. His reactions are incredible. Everything he does in the ring is hilarious. He's <laughs> so funny. He's he's so good. I mean, it this has really been good for both of them. I I know it's, the whole thing was to build up Jay as a as a main event and as a as a singles competitor, a solo guy. But Jimmy's Jimmy's personality throughout the, all of this has been awesome. Last uh, on SmackDown when he was like feeling himself because he thought he was going to get named Tribal Chief right. and this and that. And then the even only the person backstage... in the building that thought that he was going to be named, but even the backstage segment with him and Solo, did you... mm-hmm. that 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 was interesting too. Where he was like, "They've been back, they've been back there a long time. I feel like a, it's a setup. 
you'd let me know, wouldn't you? And Solo just says, I'm your brother. And then looks at his thumb because that's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I, it's all pretty good stuff. I, I would be, I'd be disappointed too if Roman is done when he, when he loses, whenever he loses. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't seem like he's losing anytime soon. I keep, I go back and forth on it. I'm like, oh, he needs to lose. It's going to be Cody at Mania. And now oh, I'm like, I don't know. Win. I don't think he's going to lose anymore. I want him to win. Eh? I'm I want him to win. So, so we know though, the next challenger, we're going to have a three way on SmackDown next week, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I don't. I think so. Which I believe has already been taped uh, of uh, Randy Orton, LA Knight, and what is clearly heel AJ Styles, right? Because he hmm. is jacked to the gills, and which I think is great. Uh, I think He's we all Randy know Orton. you got on the Randy Orton plan. Seriously, I think we all know Randy. Which I'm really glad because I would love to see another AJ Styles title run, AJ Styles main event run. Uh, Orton's going to win here, but I think my first question here is. We're then going to get an LA Knight AJ Styles program, which yep. I think is going to be great. Like, that's what we're yeah, headed toward, right? Yeah. And it'll be That'd really, be really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I'm into that. So, LA Knight AJ Styles will be a lot of fun. And all right. So, we're going to get Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Obviously, that's going to be WrestleMania. Uh, now, I'm sorry. It's going to be Royal Rumble. Uh, but my question here is while we all know Roman is going into WrestleMania as the champion, Randy Orton is still a very credible challenger. He could totally win. We know he's not going to. Totally can win. Very credible threat. Would you be mad if Randy Orton actually did beat Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble? I was thinking that was the thought was going through my head when I was watching SmackDown. Because the question isn't would you be mad if Randy Orton beat Roman Reigns? The question is would you be mad if Randy Orton beat Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble? Yeah, I guess that is the question, right? Yeah. Should should if he when he loses does it have to be at Mania? Um, yeah, I guess part. So Randy Orton beating him, no, I wouldn't be mad. I, I just, for whatever reason, right now, and it's probably just recency bias. And Randy Orton's awesome, and he's mm-hmm. he's the old new thing now, and he's back, and he looks great, and he's awesome. in theory, I'm fine with Randy Orton beating him. Yeah, but yes, I guess I, after all of this, for him to lose it at Rumble instead of Mania, that I would agree. probably. It'd be it'd, yeah, it'd be probably, a letdown. It'd be a letdown. It'd probably be a letdown. Although, letdown. I mean, listen, the, the the staple of the whole bloodline thing for the last four years or whatever it's been is that they keep you on your toes. We never really know what's ho- happening. Yeah. So if they really want to have like the most shocking moment in hit wrestling history, one of the most shocking moments in wrestling history, have Orton beat him at at Rumble. I mean, him losing at Mania is going to be a big moment, but really? I think we'll sort of know it, see it coming, whether it's Cody or Jay or whoever. I right? don't necessarily agree. We all saw it coming last year. Not, not necessarily. We, it was, dude. It was a fucking shock when he retained against Cody. It was so shocking. Was it? I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm. I'm remembering it, was it wrong. Crazy that he won. It was crazy. Yeah, but everything, like, every feud that he had up until, like, every feud he's had, everyone's been shocked. They were shocked Jay didn't beat him. They were shocked Sammy didn't beat him. They were shocked Cody didn't beat him. Um, But I'm just saying, like, now, when he loses, you're not going to be, like, if he loses to Cody at Mania, you're not going to be shocked. If he has another feud with Jay, 
and he loses, you're not going to be shocked. If he loses to Randy Orton at Royal Rumble, that'd be one of the most shocking things that I've ever seen in wrestling. It would. Which it is would. cool. You love those moments. Those are cool moments. But is and that moment once, cooler once than dust, him losing at Mania? Once the dust settles, you'll probably be like, oh, man, why'd they do that? But in right. a moment, it'll be a moment that you'll remember forever. It'll be on every... It'll it'll be on every top ten list that WWE puts out on their social for the rest of time. But at the same time, the moment has to go uh, to someone who needs it more than Randy Orton does. Randy well, Orton doesn't need it. Well, like if, if you does, give if that moniker to Jay or to Cody, if he wants to be the best ever, he's got it. He needs it. Yeah, he could yeah. be the best ever, but not if he doesn't beat Roman. Uh, you got a, uh, you got a, uh, there's an internet theory on what's going on with carrying cross right yeah, now. So you saw he had, he, he he, there's the a reset. Like he's yeah. Like they're, they're, they're doing it over with him. And I really liked carrying cross in NXT and, uh, it, it, I'm an, it's, it stinks that they haven't been able to really get any kind of momentum, uh, at the main roster level. But what's, what's this theory? Look at the last few guys that he's feuded with. Who? Shinsuke. Okay. Turn to the dark side. Where's black? Drew McIntyre. Turn into the dark side. Heel. AJ Styles. Turn into the dark side. Wearing all black. There's a theory out there that maybe something's going to happen with all these guys. And Karrion Cross has been masterminding this for like the last two years. I feel now, like we had this exact same theory with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but not with like all these stars. Right? Did we? I don't know. Well, Karrion Cross was like part of that theory. Right. I, I feel now, like we, we now did to be fair, thing. the the argument to that is people are saying, like, well, what about Rey Mysterio? But Rey Mysterio did hit Dom after he feuded with Karrion Cross. He did finally beat up his own <laughs> son after he feuded with Karrion Cross. I think it's a little much. Uh, wouldn't that be hold on? It'd be You're cool. telling me Drew, AJ, Shinsuke in a crew with Karrion Cross as the mouthpiece wouldn't be a cool, cool group. I mean, I do think it'd be cool. Yeah, but I, but I think we're 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 grasping at straws with what's happened uh, when you face Karrion Cross and they all turn bad. I think it's I think it's a little over the top. Well, it's like the it's the they're they're copying Julia Hart just on a bigger level. I know. You fight know. Julia Hart, you become evil. Um, but I just. Except, if except, Julia Hart never loses, and Karrion Cross never wins. Right. I was gonna say, if that's if this is not what's ha if they're not leading to something along these lines, then they didn't even change him. They didn't even reset him. That vignette on SmackDown was the same character he's always had. He just it, now he's not saying TikTok. Yeah, it is too bad because when Karrion Cross debuted on the main roster, and just and 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 Scarlett brought down the 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 you know sand uh, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, for, for Roman Reigns, like, all the right, time, that, the, the time, time the hourglass, like, hourglass. that's cool, you know, and like, they never, nothing came of it, you know. And he's look, he is, he he's a really good talk. He's really good on the mic. He's he's huge. He's scary looking. He's, he's got, got a got great a, entrance. He got a great entrance, and he's got, I mean, arguably the hottest yeah. woman in wrestling with him. Yeah. They should be able to do something with this guy. I know. <laughs> for whatever know. reason, every time they repackage him, it just flops. I know. It's so fault. when they had him come out looking like Master Shredder, they ruined him. Oh my god! I got uh, I got one more thing here for you, and everyone has obviously picked up on it. But this is a uh, this is something I feel like I don't think it's recency bias. This is something that WWE has 
uh, you know, since Triple H uh, and, you know, Paul Heyman probably has a lot to do with stuff like this as well. But I feel like WWE has been so much better about stuff like this over the last couple of years where so we got the vignette backstage with Bailey announcing herself as an entrance into the Royal Rumble. And everyone's going to have gold. You know, they're all they're all going to capture gold. And the Kabuki Warriors, I like that they're called Kabuki Warriors again. And and EO's got the gold, and Bailey's going to win Royal Rumble, and she's going to get the gold. Uh, and of course, when she introduces Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai is the mastermind. Dakota Kai and the camera stop. Like I perked up right away. Oh, and and the camera kind of stood on Dakota Kai for an extra beat after Bailey called her the mastermind, which uh, I love that they've been better about doing stuff like this. It's little, little shit like that, that you pick up little Easter eggs. And, and I also love how, yeah, they're not shotgunning them kicking Bailey out. Like I feel like WWE a few years ago would have kicked Bailey out by now. I like yes. that they they've teased it, so it's there, and you don't know when it's going to happen. And now they're doing the promo backstage, like, "Oh no, I guess everything's okay now," you know. But no, 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 you got the mastermind Dakota Kai right there, and this shit's coming. We don't know when, but I feel like they've been so much better at telling longer stories, and I think this is an example of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I wonder though. Like there's still a part of me that there's still a part of me that is like that there's like an outside chance that EO is the one who gets kicked out. I don't know. No why. way. No way. I don't, I don't know what it is. She's a champion. Like, I didn't I know, but like they mat like Bailey masterminded this whole group to be successful, but really selfishly, she wanted to be the one who's the champion and she convinces them that she'll lead them the way she led EO if they turn on EO and she's the, the leader again. I don't know. There's just a part of me that, that but would, it's clearly like, coming out that Dakota Kai is, is going to be the new leader of the group. Yeah. Well, she right? has to be, she has to be. Yeah. I mean, somebody has got to talk. Well, and, and talk. right. True. And the other three are like so far and away better in ring performers than her. That it's like, okay, pretty, I mean, you she's, need to kind of like good. be out in front. Yeah, she's, she's good, but she's not she's those good. other three. But also, like, is she ever going to wrestle again? I mean, right. She's had this knee injury for such it's a long always time. always hurts. Yeah. And maybe this is part of why they're doing this, is to, you know, give her something. Because maybe she won't be able to wrestle for a long time, and they need her. Maybe making her like the mouthpiece of this dominant group is what her next thing is. Could know. they turn on her after Royal Rumble? Bailey's not to be seen for a while. And at WrestleMania, we get Bailey challenging EO for the title, and Bailey wins the title at WrestleMania. Be pretty fucking cool, right? I mean, yeah, it feels like Bailey EO is where they're gonna have to go, especially now. You know, I know we're gonna talk about the Charlotte injury, but especially now, you don't know what really the future of the SmackDown division is with Charlotte out. Um, it feels like the most natural thing for that to be the main the women's main event so to speak from smackdown right now for mania well and and with charlotte out we could talk about that now too massive bummer massive massive bummer i think she's the all-time greatest women's wrestler and now she's gone as far as royal rumble and wrestlemania uh is triple h poning up the money for sasha banks now uh i think they may have been already 
I mean, I, it, it seems like from what I've read and, you know, the Internet rumors and whatnot, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of steam in terms of uh, Sasha Banks to AEW anymore. And she would be Sasha um, Banks, right? In WWE? Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was you know, it was funny um, uh, when I saw the uh, one of the tweets uh, about Charlotte getting hurt. So she's gonna be out for nine months. And immediately I was like, maybe Andrade knocked her up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, maybe this is well, where we're don't at. we don't we never know if they're actually still together? I feel like we never know. Are they still I together? They're married, aren't they? I know they're married, but I every ever every other month it's like Charlotte removed Andrade from her Instagram. It's oh I know, I don't know. I don't I haven't seen that. By the way, Big Nick said it'll be boss and hug at Mania. Yeah, like that would be cool too. Yeah, but like I don't know if he means like they'll fight or she'll help Bailey. Win. No, I think he, I think I think that means that they're gonna fight each other. No, oh. I mean yeah, we. I mean the yeah, two of them, the two of them probably have my all-time favorite women's match when yeah, Bailey won the Io. title from her at NXT. Uh, who fights Io? Maybe Bailey won the title from her by then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, possible, possible. That would be huge. Oh yeah. my god. Bailey and Sasha at Mania for the title. Yeah, because think about it. Which is bigger, EO versus Bailey for the title at Mania, or Bailey oh, defending saying, the title against Sasha Banks? He's saying he thinks they're going to team up at Mania against Kabuki Warriors. Could be. Yeah, I guess so. But I. I <laughs> but then it's who's how appropriate the title. How appropriate would it be for that for Sasha Banks' big Mania return to be for the women's tag titles that she walked out of the company over? Yeah, I think you probably can't do that. Yeah. Um, but, no, but either, but yeah, that would be cool too. If it's, I mean, Bailey wins the title from EO and then now she's got to deal with her best friend who's returned and wants to take the title from her. It's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 That'd be All good. right. You got anything else for WWE real quick here? I do have to ask you this mm -hmm. because, and, and, and I have to ask you it even more so now, because I think you were going to move on without even talking about them. Are you starting to get on my pay on my side that judgment day is just falling apart here i mean it's just not great right now uh i don't i don't know that it's not great right not, now you know what's you know what's great about it our truth is the man but again you ain't the top well you've you also top yeah you've also been on the page of if our truth if we're if we're doing jokes then you're not a main event act they're becoming a comedy act they call yeah the clubhouse thing is crazy they keep calling their dressing room a clubhouse. That's crazy. I almost <laughs> think they're joking with us. Like that's that's it's the corniest shit ever. It's got to be a joke. I mean, I told you. I think we're, I think we're heading in a direction where they're kicking priest out. I've felt that way for a very long time. Yeah, it feels that way for sure. And now, what would be really funny is if like our truth really joins. Like our truth. Remember, I don't know if people people he becomes their Sami Zayn with the bloodline. I, I I guess. I mean, the thing is, is. I think he's it's too late in his career for this mate because everyone yeah, loves him so 50. much. Well, and because everyone loves him so much, but he was an incredible heel for a long time. And also go back even further. If you go back to him in TNA when he was K quick or whatever his name was, go back and watch some of that stuff. He was nuts. Like he was in a crazy heel. So it, it's possible, but everyone loves truth. I was asking for this months ago. I mean, since we started the show, give me more our truth. Give me more our truth. I love our truth being on my TV. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Like, if you're the Judgment Day, it's like, are you? Where, where are you? Where are you at? Right? I love Rhea though. She can do no wrong for me, man. Oh my God, she is. 
I love her so much. Uh, I mean, she's great. She's good. Oh, she's, I love her but, so much. The, but the whole story. Now, the segment was funny in the ring where he's like, the first thing you got to do is we got to kick out JD. And Finn just starts dying laughing. <laughs> I mean, that was hilarious. That's great. That's great stuff. Uh, but let me tell you. Yeah, the whole thing is just a little. I don't know. They're not. They're not at their peak at the moment. And Dom me loses the title. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys about one of our great sponsors here, and it's still real to me. And of course, I'm talking about a huge pro wrestling fan, one of the promoters, the chairman of BRCW Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. I'm talking about your trusted real estate broker, Matthew H. Mashler, and Signature Real Estate Finder. If you're looking for your dream home in any part of South Florida, look no further. And Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker, 561-208-3334, or go to realestatefinder.com. If you're looking for your home, you don't know where to go, you don't want it to be a stressful experience, you want to make sure you're getting the best deal out there. 561-208-3334, Matthew H. Mashler, you call him up. You tell him what kind of home you're looking for. Then you talk about what you think is going to happen coming up at WrestleMania. He's always sitting there on the floor for WrestleMania. Talk about what he thinks about Royal Rumble coming up. If you're ready to take your current real estate career to the next level, you could join the Signature team. That's right. The Signature Real Estate Companies, South Florida's industry leaders, ranked number one in Boca Raton. They're one of the tops in all of the state of Florida with offices all throughout the state, Delray, Coral Springs, Lauderdale, Naples, Palm Beach, Orlando. The signature team is where you want to be. So if you're looking to buy your dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. You're looking to sell your current property, realestatefinder.com, or you're just looking to join the best in the business. Contact Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. All right, so a couple weeks ago, I was at Bash at the Brew. Bash at the Brew 35, CCW. You had it at Unbranded Brewery in Hialeah, which I love. It's such a fun spot. Amazing food. My man Raul, Are You Hungry Grill, is now the chef there. Great beers, obviously. And while we're talking a lot of, you know, WWE, AEW, Royal Rumbles coming up, we got great indie pro wrestling down here, all right? Coastal Championship Wrestling, CCW, which is so much fun to go to. I brought my son for the first time, brought my younger son with me a couple weeks ago. And joining us now is the man who is in charge, Nelio Cuomo Costa, who, Nelio, always good to have you on the program. So I brought my son a couple of weeks ago, and, and he had a great time. And, and but I had to tell him going in, I'm like, listen, this is not on TV. It's it's not WWE. It's not what, what, what you're used to. You know, this it's a little bit different. This is like where the wrestlers, they all start before they get to, you know, the big television shows and all of that. And we had a great time. You treated us really great. How you doing this morning? You OK? I feel great. I feel great. I'm, you mentioned Unbranded Brewing. Uh, it's now the epicenter of professional wrestling in the Southeast United States. So you were in the building. You felt the energy there. So we have something special going on there. So I'm glad that your son loved it. It's about the kids. It's about getting kids uh, 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 excited and enjoying the show and, you know, their their fathers and their adults and a 30-year-old and a 60-year-old. So I love to hear that, uh, Zazzle. It's fun because, you know, one of the things that, that you love uh, – at you know if you go to a wwe show if you're sitting in the first couple roads like sometimes the wrestlers will interact with you 
but it's such it's such a tight little atmosphere unbranded that yeah. it's so easy for the wrestlers to interact with the fans you, you feel like you're part of the show 100 it's about access you know uh i think the way that we do it um, is how wrestling should be experienced. You really feel it in a completely different level. Like, oh, I love watching WrestleMania in this huge, you know, 80,000 or 70,000 person arena. But I was on the floor at SoFi Stadium. My tickets were wonderful. And it, you know, you don't feel that access and you don't feel the intimacy, you know? It's like uh, uh, being able to watch uh, Metallica at a club when they're first coming up or watching Metallica in, you know, SoFi Stadium or, or an 100, you know, hundred thousand uh, uh, person crowd. It's just a different vibe. But if you ask me, I prefer to be in that intimate vibe, being able to see, um, you know, that experience, you know, up close. So that's what we provide, and it's growing. You know, we, we're standing room only every, almost every show now. Um, uh, not just at Unbranded, but you know, we run uh, eight shows a month throughout the uh, state of Florida, and uh, uh, it's a way. It's the way to watch wrestling now. You know, I think. And you guys, you do season, uh, season passes too, right? Well, season passes last year, it was like my crazy experiment. I said, you know what? We have so many shows that we do monthly. So uh, Bash at the Brews every first Saturday of the month. Conquer Kissimmee every second Friday. Uh, now it's every third Thursday at uh, Homestead Miami Brewing Company. I'm in Nashville on the third Saturday. And then Pompano Beach also on the third Saturday. We do a double shot, two state uh, uh, once a month. So I said, you know what? We're 12 shows a year. Let's give them a discount. Let's throw the December show in on top of the discounted tickets. And this year, the season passes were incredible to the point where I was, I was shocked. We were offering a um, custom shirt and I spoke to my shirt guy and it, originally I thought, you know what, I'm going to have what, 35 shirts for him. But we blew that out of the water and it's really cool that uh, we have the tickets sold, you know, for the next year on our hardcore fans and uh, you can count on them being there, you know? So it's just, uh, it was shocking, you know, but I'll tell you what's really, you know, we're, we're consistent. We're there every month. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're having, we're having our 20 year anniversary on April 19th, 20 years of coastal championship wrestling of CCW. You know, the, our, our second champion ever was MVP, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, all were part of the CCW 20 years ago. Um, and now 20 years. So it's about consistency. So a season pass works. Well, yeah. And you know, championship wrestling of Florida has yeah. a major history. It's funny. Cause I was, uh, it was early this year, early this year, I hosted an episode of busted open on Sirius XM fight nation. Awesome. I hosted it, with, with Tommy dreamer and you know, Tommy asked what's some of the indie wrestling, what's some of the local wrestling by where you are. And I told the boss, you know, sometimes I'll go to CCW and he went and he put on his championship wrestling, a Florida shirt for, for the yes. rest of the show. So there's a major history down here. Uh, how long have you been running CCW now and how much harder is it than you thought it was going to be? Oh, that's a great question. So about four years ago, um, yeah, I was, I was as a, I knew I was going to, you know, own and promote my own wrestling company when I was four years old. Um, I actually, the first time I stepped into the doors at CCW was 2008. Uh, but about five years ago, I had this, the plan to rebirth basically the championship wrestling Florida system and create what I call the last territory. So uh, <clears throat> started at like three shows a month, which is not a territory and it's grown to, to a lot of that. So for the last um, about four and a half years, uh, being kind of the leading force there, 
uh, has been has been difficult. Has it been more difficult than I thought? It's a great question. Um, every moment, every show, we did 73 shows this year. That includes private shows, corporate shows. Um, actually, we have show 70, 71 and 2 were this weekend. Uh, sorry, 72 and 3 were this weekend. So we're done until uh, January 6th. But um, has it been easy? No. Uh, the hardest part is interpersonal relationships. With that's that's the part that I would assume is hard. Like yeah. you're you're booking the shows, and you know when one of your guys gets mad, like what do you do? You know, Jim Ross calls it all the time. He says the two C's: cash and creative. So you have to kind of sit down and you have to look at someone and say, uh, "There's, there's, there's. What does this person want? You know, what is their goal? But then, what is the company goal? And you can do all that you possibly can." to try to placate or try to help someone, you know, reach their goals. But at the end of the day, those three letters, CCW, have to mean more than anything, have to mean more than myself uh, as in, as the owner and, and the booker or the writer or whatever you want to say. Uh, um, uh, even myself, if, if, if the three letters, CCW, does not come first, uh, then you have a problem. And I think you see that and we see that happening on a national level with, um, you know, I'm not going to name company names exactly, but there's a lot of companies that are having a lot of problems uh, uh, differentiating the fact of what's good for uh, the three letters uh, and what's good for uh, the talent. And you have to kind of uh, figure that out. So, you know, when I, when I stepped in, I was a talent. Um, and I was one of the boys and it was that process of making them understand that, um, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a whole different ball game. And uh, there were guys that were good friends of mine who had to leave. There were new people who came in that had to leave. Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to, um, you have to, you're the circus, uh, uh, you're the circus ringleader. You're also the, the lion tamer uh, in this type of position. You have to make sure uh, at the end of the day that, you know, what the fans need and what the company needs is, is, is as important as what your talent needs. So Nelia, I want you to tell me, I, I saw the ad. It, you said a huge announcement for CCW is coming. You guys are putting on a show with the National Wrestling Alliance, yeah. of course, which, I mean, is the, the most storied promotion in professional wrestling in the United States. And Billy Corgan, of course, runs the NWA. I had him yeah. on my show a few months ago when NWA, right before NWA 75. So you, you're doing a show with Billy Corgan and the NWA coming up. That's a really big deal. Tell me how that came together. Zazlo, it's just, I'm from Chicago. He's from Glen Allen. It's just a couple of guys from Chicago running a great show down here in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, no, it's big. And I, and I feel like it's very important. And uh, uh, Revolution Live, uh, January 13th, downtown Fort Lauderdale. Um, it's an awesome rock venue. It's an awesome vibe. And yeah. who better than to work together with on this show than, uh, you know, one of the greatest rock writers and singers and performers in the history of, you know, of everything, especially coming from a Chicago guy like, like myself, um, as a child, there was a venue called the thirsty whale in river Grove, Illinois, small town, right outside of Chicago and river Grove's claim to fame was at, at the age of, of, I don't know how old he was, but that was one of Billy Corgan's first performances. He went to Triton college, the community college in river Grove, Illinois. So, 
growing up as a as a huge Smashing Pumpkin fan, and also like you know he was one of our guys. Um, now being able to speak to him, you know, and have Zoom calls with him and picking his brain, you know, a few times at least, uh, is surreal because we're talking about professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Now we're in my wheelhouse too, so uh, it's something that you know uh, we hope to move forward and bond together more about it. But right now I'm focused on a couple things and that is uh, I'm a very competitive guy. They're running two shows that night. Uh, there's a taping for the uh, CW, which is really exciting for the NWA. And of course, CCW is going to have a presence on that show as well. But there's also the CCW and NWA collaboration on the same night uh, that we're working together. And it is my absolute goal. And I know they have a stacked show is to to make sure that our collaboration show is going to knock the socks off of of that NWA show and that's in a in a I know everyone's going to love both of the shows but it's me now putting something together to really impress and and show the NWA and show South Florida that that we are what's next and we are what's up. I'm always interested in how this stuff works like when I spoke to Billy Corgan I think it was we we talked about one of the shows that NWA that he some of his guys worked with uh, BRCW. And it was right. interesting how he told me, he's like, listen, you, you got to understand as a promoter that that's their show. All right. But like you're saying here, you're saying it's a collaboration between yes. NWA and CCW. So how, how does that go? I, I don't, you, you know, you don't just fill state secrets here. I don't like knowing how everything works, but is it a delicate situation when it comes to booking that show? So, so I, you know, uh, uh, Matthew Mashler um, and uh, Neil Glazer, my partners in BRCW, uh, we, we work in that company together and and we produce the show. I produce the show with uh, with Neil and then uh, uh, Matthew's the uh, uh, chairman there and um, working with with Billy Corgan for that show, which was uh, around June or July of of, of uh, this year, um, showed me that it was a very it was a much simpler process when two companies come together. It's the same thing that I just said, you know, um, with, with, with the wrestler, like there, sometimes the decision-making is at odds because we are not, um, we both have different priorities. We have both things that we want to accomplish. And it also comes down to cash and creative, right? So, so it was shockingly, um, I'm not going to say easy, <laughs> but it was, uh, um, it was shockingly, it was shockingly open and uh, uh, organized, and the communication was great in regards to Billy Corgan, Joe Galley, um, Kyle Davis, um, the office at, at the NWA, and myself, because I think we both are trying to accomplish a lot of the same things. Um, CCW wants to put together real, traditional, um, hard-hitting professional wrestling, and that's where the NWA wants to go. So when it comes down to the wrestlers, like, a lot of our wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers at the NWA were major point part uh, a major part of CCW before they were signed to the NWA. And there was a great reply was uh, uh, I asked about a certain group of guys and I asked about a certain video uh, uh, that I had put up and I was wondering their thoughts, you know, in parts of in putting this show together. And one of the um, one of the answers was, uh, you know, Billy Corgan sees everything. <laughs> he's he saw it already so you know that's somebody who is doing his homework you know he's a huge megastar and he is um 
busy and he's putting his tours together and he's putting a tour and 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 running he's running the day-to-day of the national wrestling alliance but he also has time to go through ccw wrestling alive and see the guys that he likes and the guys that he thinks works on this show and he was dead on for for that stuff so that was really cool um and and also just putting the show together like uh uh, we did our uh, uh paranoia is the nwa show um, that is seven o'clock start time in, um, uh, revolution. We're at nine 30 for the collaboration show. Uh, we're going to, I, I wanted to go with something a little grittier and a little bit more of like the night show, you know, the, the after show. And, uh, when we kind of put everything together, the minds, it was clear, you know, when it came to the artwork of the show, when it came to the name of the show, it literally was a lot quicker than it, than I thought it was. And when we put our heads together, we both had a lot of the same thoughts coming in. So, so that's a really positive beginning, you know, but that being said, uh, uh, the show hasn't happened yet. Right. So it's going to be a, uh, a lot of moving parts. You know, I joke about professional wrestling. It's, it's hurting cats. It's getting, you know, um, as it's getting about 15 to 16 cats in a room and trying to section them off and let them know that they have this amount of time and this is what they're doing. <laughs> and I mean, literal cats. I'm not saying that because they're, I mean, like literal cats. So uh, now we have two companies um, doing so and, and working together. So um, it's going to be interesting, but most importantly, it's going to be entertaining and um, it's going to be fun for the fans. Yeah, really cool. And of course, right now, I mean, our listeners, if you're into it, uh, if you follow NWA EC3, NWA champion right now, I mean, it's the most storied, you know, probably most storied championship in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, really great job here, Nelio. Tell everybody how you said January 13 revolution. Tell everybody how, how they can get tickets for the show yes. with NWA and CCW and, and anything you guys, of course, have coming up. Go ahead. Okay. So this is going to take about 25 minutes. I'm just kidding because we have so much stuff uh, uh, coming up January 6th. Bash at the Brew, you have a WWE, former WWE NXT wrestler, top dollar, AJ Francis. He returns to CCW. It's funny, he, 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 came, to, he came to CCW, he bloodied Cha-Cha Charlie, and then he got signed to the, uh, re-signed to WWE. And a lot of people felt that he did that to escape the wrath of Cha-Cha Charlie. January 6th, that wrath is coming. You have top dollar, sorry, AJ Francis, we can't call him top dollar, versus Cha-Cha Charlie. January 6th, Bash of the Brew. You have QT Marshall, who just had a huge exit and a very public exit at uh, All Elite Wrestling. He is with us. Do I think he will be working in a major company by April or May and on television on a regular basis? I have a feeling he will. But until then, you can expect to see QT Marshall, obviously, uh, January 6th. You'll see him January 13th. You'll see him uh, at least for the first couple of months on a regular basis here at CCW and in office capacity and also in a wrestling capacity. So if you go to ccwrestlingfl.com, you can go and see all of our local shows. But most importantly, why we're here is I implore you, um, it's at nwaliveevents.com. You can also go to ccwrestlingfl.com. Uh, CCW and NWA present Viva Revolution. That's at Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale, January 13th, it's going to be a happening. It's going to be incredible. And here's the thing. That venue is awesome. I don't know if you've been to that venue. It's yeah. an awesome rock venue. But the way that we're setting it up, visually speaking, it it's going to sell out. NWA will sell out. This show will sell out. Our show will sell out. 
So you need to go to ccwrestlingfl.com or nwaliveevents.com. Buy tickets for those shows as soon as you hear the sound of my voice because that is going to sell out very quickly. Um, and we just have an incredible show. We have uh, Kerry Morton versus Jackal Stevens. This is an exclusive because this hasn't been announced yet. Go on. Uh, for the for the CCW Heavyweight Championship uh, at that show. So Kerry Morton's coming. Kerry Morton had an incredible match with Ariel Levy for the CCW Heavyweight Championship. He did not lose. Did not. It was no definitive uh, ending. And Ariel lost that belt. So uh, Kerry Morton has been um, in line for the CCW Heavyweight Championship uh, match for six months now. He finally has it. So you have Kerry Morton for the gold uh, at CCW NWA Viva Revolution. You have Gangrel facing the seven-foot monster Jack Talos as well. That one you can't miss. QT Marshall will be in uh, action. And here's another one. We call uh, originally the we we threw around to call the show NWA versus CCW. We decided to call it NWA and CCW because uh, we didn't want to have any. Uh, we didn't want the fans to think that we're fighting, but we're going to be fighting in that ring. It's going to be a huge eight man tag match: CCW versus NWA. Martin Stone and Ariel Levy, uh, uh, team captains of Team CCW. And you have the NWA, who has not uh, uh, informed us of who their competitors will be. But that's going to be a huge match. That will be a, a certain stipulation that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but I'm really, really excited about that. So you will have a huge CCW versus NWA uh, uh, tag match. And uh, obviously, you know who I'm pulling for uh, in that one. And I think that's going to be a little bit intriguing. Um, that's going to be awesome. All, it's going to be great. And I feel like I want to say this. If you come to a CCW show, you're going to watch a tight show. You're going to watch a show that's hard hitting. You're also going to watch a show that, you know, a casual person, if you're obviously, if you're listening to this, you love professional wrestling. But uh, um, if you have a family member, if you have a kid, if you have a teenager who's not huge into professional wrestling, bring them to this show. Bring them to CCW because I think you, you'll get a, a convert there. So expect insanity. CCWrestlingFL.com for all of our, our all of our events. Pompano Beach in in Kissimmee in um, Homestead um, and obviously at Bash of the Brew and then obviously NWA CCW Viva Revolution January thirteenth. Awesome, great job, Nelio. Appreciate you, man. We'll see. You I soon, appreciate right? you, brother. Hell yeah, man. So let's get into some AEW here, Joey. Uh, and and this is a question you posed, so I'll open it up out there. The uh, the devil, the devil and his henchmen. They attack Hangman Page this past week. So the first thing I want to ask you, because you floated the idea that Hangman, he would be the devil. And both of us feel like, look, if this devil falls flat, whoever it's going to be, and we're going to find out like at World's End. That's that's when we're going to find out, I would assume. I and so. your idea of it being Hangman, I thought that's a big reveal. That that would not fall flat. That would be a really big deal. They, they attack Hangman Page. But is that maybe just to throw off the scent? Do we believe that they actually attacked Hangman Page? Are we sure about that? Are we, are we sure that they attacked him? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Are we sure that there's still that that it's not Hangman? Like, oh well, I don't know. I mean, well, they they I mean the devil got out of the car while they were attacking him. So mm -hmm. the implication is that the devil was, you know, orchestrating it. But yeah, I mean, I think anything's possible it could just be somebody else in the devil mask do you think they've you known the whole time who it's going to be i i 
Yes. Well, actually, I guess. Yeah, it seems that way. But I don't know. I, 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 because you remember the the higher power way back in the day. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Like the higher power. It. They didn't know who it was going to be. They they eventually settled on. All right, we'll just make it Vince. Well, then there's also like there's a precedent in W in AEW of something similar to this, which was when the Dark Order started. Right, and that was Uh, Brody Lee. And it ended up being Brody Lee, who was uh, what did they call him? The I don't remember what they called him, but yeah, 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 you know, know but, but whatever they teased it. Everyone, you know, evil Uno was the leader for a long time of dark order. He was a mouthpiece. And then they were like, but there's someone coming. And, but they, you they always knew they, they knew it was going to be Brody Lee, whatever. So, yeah, I think they probably do know. Um, and I guess it's, it's entirely possible that it's hangman. Uh, but it seems more that now based off of, Samoa Joe's promo on Dynamite and the way the show ended that whoever the devil is, you know, planted the beer bottle to make it seem like it's Hangman, right? To to throw everyone else off of the devil's scent, whoever it is. Um, Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm leaning more and more towards it's just MJF, which would be disappointing. Yeah, it'd be disappointing. Yeah, I think so. I, I'd be okay with that. They need... AEW needs something right now. They're in a weird spot. Dude, heel and, MJF is something. Yeah, but he's the biggest star in the company. He's one of the biggest stars in wrestling. He's carrying... The, the company is on his back right now. You take MJF out of that company, there is no company right now. He's He's everything to them, in my opinion. And that's partially because he's a face like heels don't carry companies i mean i guess roman is different a little different but in in general heels don't like carry the company um mjf's just so big as a face right eventually he'll turn heel again he's just so big as a face right now so do you think then like is this is this potentially the biggest booking decision that AEW has ever had because yeah, I mean, I think, like we I talked think, about, if they take that mask off and it's a letdown, it's it's gonna be bad. And I think bad. things are bad right now with this company. I, I truly do, and I and I don't get I tr- I know you you don't get caught up in it, and I try not to get caught up in like what's going on with the rumors and this and that. But man, I, I just it, there's just it, it's just not that great right now, and. I am enjoying the Continental Classic, though. I, I have a hard time keeping up with it. Like, if you ask me right now, who's got these points, who's got this, I, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I pulled it up. I, I, I just, do enjoy it. It's fine. But do you even remember what it means? What it's for? Yeah. Um, well, they're making, like, a new belt for it, right? And it's like a triple crown kind of thing. It's deal. just, I don't know. Like, what, what does it do for whoever wins it? Right? Or And also, like, Moxley's in first place in his division and, and Brian Danielson's in first place. Are we just going to get Moxley versus Brian Danielson? I don't need that. Like, do like build somebody up moxley beats swerve what are we doing like um but yes given what it seems like is happening which is the rumors are that wwe met with warner brothers discovery right which is a huge deal what it's crazy right about raw about the raw yeah it's crazy which means you would imagine that if wwe made a deal with warner brothers aw's got to find a new network and what does that mean for that company? And it's yeah. part of that because, like, this week, unless I'm mistaken, it, MJF and Christian Cage were not on either show. 
I had very little desire to watch any of the other stuff. It's all fine, but it's not must watch without those two guys. Yeah. And to be honest, like, isn't that a problem? That's a big problem. Yeah, I think you're and right. I would I would hope that maybe this devil storyline pays off in a way that they're they introduce something else that's must watch. Yeah, I hope so too. I think you're right. You know, and and I think they're in a they're in a place in the company right now. You know, you have you got Matt Hardy publicly coming out talking about how he doesn't like how the booking is. You have Jericho on his own podcast saying that everyone should work for Vince at some point in their career. Like these are just things that you shouldn't be saying when you're working for the competitor. How about Britt Baker with her whole thing a couple weeks ago, you know? Yeah, and and people tweet it. Are you talking about when she's tweeting about MJF? When she's tweeting about how I don't get any promo time. Right, and 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 multiple people have liked tweets about MJF getting too much promo. Like, again, inmates running the asylum and the whole thing. And then yeah. Tony Khan just seems like an unhinged person right now. Like, he just <laughs> he seems like an absolute, like if I, I know I sent it to you like the, in my notes. He did the the post. They had Ring of Honor on Friday, and he did the scrum afterwards. He went on and a ten fifteen. He went on like a fifteen minute rant, and he just for someone tweeted the other day a picture of him in like a Jaguars like suite before he owned AEW side by side with now. He's lost it. He looks he like looks a completely different. Person. He looks like a crazy person. His he, like his hair is all in his eyes. His beard. He looks coked out of his mind. Like he just in the, looked, in the recent picture. Yeah, in the recent picture. Um, but like basically, someone after the fact, someone was trying to get him to answer about the Warner Brothers thing, and they said like, "What can you give us any update on any recent discussions between AEW, Ring of Honor, and Warner Brothers?" And he went on this whole thing about how. Our relationship with them with them is great, and we've done the biggest shows on the planet. And when you're AEW, the nature of being AEW is that you're always under attack. And I accept the attack. I like the fight. And that's the reason The reason I'm still here, and so many people have failed before me, Jim Crockett, Ted Turner, all these people. Well, he's going on this, this crazy rant about like how he's going he, he's gonna to keep fighting and we're under attack. It's like, bro. Like two weeks ago, you were tweeting out unhinged tweets about how Triple H and Shawn Michaels are bald assholes. Yeah. Who's on the, the attack? Of course, they're going to come after you. You're yeah. coming after. You can't play like the victim here. Like yeah. you, you have set up a company where like your top stars are leaving. And you yeah. were supposed to be the alternative for the top stars. And your two biggest stars, arguably in the company, Cody and Sam Punk, have now left. Like, yeah. It, it, Can I also just, tell you, by the way, as far as top stars leaving the company, uh, I think the number one entrance for the Women's Royal Rumble is Jade Cargill. It could, be, yeah, that would be good. That'd be fun. I think she's going to be number one or thirty, because I don't know if you want. No, her uh, no, because I think I, I think you put her number one, and she's able to get in there one on one against someone, show some moves, just the two of them in the ring together. And she, and then when she eventually gets eliminated, it's like, all right, like no big deal. She was number one, but. I, or what about like 15 and she comes in and like takes out a bunch of people? Clears house. Yeah, that's a way to. Comes in and clears house and then she gets eliminated and you're like, well, at least she got her moment. She eliminated yeah. six people. She got it's her way spot. way to. I think she's going to be number right. one. Uh, I think you get the huge pop. I think you're going to get the whole pop and circumstance with her walking to the ring in a massive entrance. Uh, I, I think she's going to be number one. But. I'm just telling you right now. I'm, doing, I'm saying this so you're prepared. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If Jungle Boy is the devil, I'm not watching AEW for at least a month. 
So don't even bother trying to talk to me about it. I told you, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that anymore, but for a while I thought he was the devil. I think there's a lot. I think there are people who still think he is. Yeah. And if he is, if he is only WWE for me, brother, I'm just, it would not be good. It would, I just can't, I can't keep committing my time to this. If that's what happens. Let's end with this. Uh, what's going on with Kenny Omega, man? Diverticulitis, and he's going to be out yeah. for like a very long time, right? It's a disaster. Well, I, I don't think they know. I don't think they know how long he's going to be. Disaster. I mean, yeah, it sucks. I didn't even. I've never actually totally known what diverticulitis is, but it's obvious. It's I know an it almost killed Brock Lesnar, and I know that guy right. looks like he's unkillable. So it's really interesting. It's like, well, not interesting. It's scary, but it's it's like a it's an infection in your digestive tract, and like these little pockets of infection, and they can so, but. It sound like the symptoms of it. Sound, I had um, appendicitis. I had my appendix removed like almost two years ago now, and the symptoms sound very similar, like lower abdomen pain, fever, stuff like like you know whatever. But it's scary because when I had it, I started feeling pain in my lower right ab, like on like a Saturday, and I didn't go to the doctor until like Friday because I just thought I had like a pulled muscle. Mm-hmm. And luckily I went to the doctor and I, you know, my appendix didn't burst, but I could see it's scary because if you're an athlete and you're just having like lower ab pain and you're just not feeling right, I could see where you're like, all right, maybe I'm just overdoing it. And I pulled a muscle and you just like, you let it ride for a while. And apparently this seems to be what happened with him where he wasn't feeling great, but it didn't seem like something like emergency. Jeez. And then he went to the doctors and it's like, yeah, you had to have emergency surgery because yeah, you could die from it. It's an infection in your, yeah. you know, like, like, like with an appendix, you know, it's a, a useless part of your body. The scary part is if you don't catch it in time and it bursts, then you can die. But diverticulitis is in your digestive tract. So it's like, if you don't, if it just grows, I guess it could be really, disaster. really dangerous. It sucks, sucks. man. Sucks. It really sucks. It sucks yeah, for him. Especially. Well, you know, you know, and let me also add this as far as AEW because, you know, we're both a little bit down right now. What will help AEW in a very big way is when Osprey's there. And that's not too far. It's like, yeah, that is, that will inject some that's, life. That's going to help them. in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be really good. Um, but yeah, for, for Kenny, and it's not like he's young. It's not like he hasn't had a ton of injuries. Like this could be a retirement thing. Well, yeah, wasn't I know this isn't an injury per se, but didn't he say when he returned from his last injury, he said, if it happens again, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, and this is not shoulder surgery or knee surgery. This is like yeah. a major, like life-threatening surgery potentially. So I hope not, man. You know, because I will also say part of what made me so excited about AEW when it started was that we were getting Kenny Omega in America in a major promotion. Yeah. I don't know that we've seen the peak of Kenny Omega in AEW. Like he's never totally been presented in AEW the way he was presented in new Japan. I think people have been clamoring for it. Like the cleaner, like with the Terminator stuff and like they make him, he was always, anytime you see a, a new Japan match with Kenny, he looked like the biggest star on the planet. And in AEW, you just seemed like kind of another guy which maybe was his choice somewhat but i think there was always more meat on the bone there and i think he's still if he's healthy he's still one of the best in the world so i yeah. hope this is not it i hope this is not one of those things that causes an uh somewhat early retirement all right man so we'll uh we'll get back at everyone next sunday 
is Christmas Eve. Uh, we're both Jewish. So it does nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could still do this next Sunday. Yeah, uh, I hope that works for everybody. I know I'm on, I know I'm doing ESPN radio NFL game day next Sunday, but I'll be done with that by five. Dolphins play at 425. We can probably do this again next Sunday, Christmas Eve at around 8 p.m. ish. I'm, I'm game to do it. So, for me. Uh, yeah. Merry All Christmas. right. Excellent job, Joey. Today's show, of course, also presented by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Make sure you, you like, you rate, you comment. Uh, make sure you got your notifications on the YouTube. I, I know we had a, a bunch of viewers tonight, so Sunday night really does seem like a good, good time for us to do this. Joey, why don't you tell all your fans we'll talk to them next weekend. Go ahead. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys on, on Christmas Eve. See you guys next week. You said it all, Joey. We'll That's talk all to I you guys. Say. We'll talk to you guys next week. We love pro wrestling, and we'll see you on another edition of It's Still Real Today.